the Fantasy Tragics with your hosts, Mike, Aaron, and Big Max. Yes, we are back with another episode of NFL Fantasy Hot Takes, and a week that has given us some real worries about Joe Burrow, the Giants break a record from 1976. And we ask ourselves, are the Cowboys the real deal? We are the Fantasy Tragics. I'm Mike, and joining me each week is Aaron and Big Max. Lads, I absolutely, absolutely hate leaving points on the bench. And I feel like week two is, uh, has been all about it. How are you? And uh, did you leave any points on the bench this week? I'd say everyone left points on the bench this week, Mike, but... Most notably is the bloke that I'm playing in my home league who's left almost 100 points on the bench against me and is still going to dick me by 30 points. Oh, no, that feels... Actually, I've just got um, this to say about that. Um... Yuck. That's yuck, Aaron. <laughs> now, I know that was uh, that was Big Max, but I've been waiting to just uh, re- reintroduce that wee sting there. So I think that is yuck. I, I would have to think that's yuck. I, I'm in a similar boat of, of loss to a guy that played Ackers. Uh, sorry, no, that not he didn't play Ackers. He played um, Eckler. Um, he didn't leave him on the bench. He, he, he played him, and uh, that's, yeah, I've lost to that guy, so I'm not, I'm not too happy with that. Aaron, how's your, how's your team been looking this week? Look, it's, it's just a bit up and down. I'm taking a bath in uh, in one league. I'm, I'm currently down by seventy points, but I, you know, uh, we're not ruling out. I do have uh, Naji to go. Well, you know, if that's the case, miracle, you've got the miracles could happen. You know, uh, he is playing. He is playing Cleveland, and we all know what he did. You know, the last time, well, not last year, the year before, um, and winning that game with the last touch. If he gets me seventy points, great time. But otherwise, um, yeah. Otherwise, I'm, I'm I'm pretty comfortable in uh, in some of my other leagues. Some some disappointing scores from uh, from some people that I didn't expect disappointing scores from. Um, but that seems to be the theme of the season so far, really. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It's been some interesting points uh, and interesting games, and we'll, we'll crack into those pretty soon. Um, quickly, before we do that, we'll just uh, cover off a little bit of news um, that did affect uh, the outcomes, or maybe maybe not, of uh, some of the some of the NFL and fantasy games. The first one was the the biggest news was um, Eckler being out uh, for the Chargers. Um, I it was injury related. I, I was in and out of the um, the action yesterday. I have to say. My understanding, it was a, an ankle injury, but right. apparently on his own podcast during the week, he made it very clear that anyone who would have been starting him in fantasy should pick up Josh Kelly instead. So he, he did everyone a bit of a service there. Oh, interesting. Interesting. There well, there's... There was no excuses. That's uh, that's one of the podcasts I don't actually listen to, so maybe I need to for some fantasy insight. You know, it's good to know. Which did ultimately lead to some uh, some good points for us. Um, in our uh, Fantasy Tragics team, uh, the Chargers receivers having themselves uh, an absolute time. Yeah, absolutely love to see that. The The only thing for me is, when do you think the Chargers will start winning the tight games? They always seem to just, you know, losing by, you know, three points here, one point there. They just do not seem to be able to get it over the line in those close games. What more do the Chargers need to do to win, though? Like They've got an amazing team. Hey, to be honest, I think it's their defense that lets them down, really. like They're, they're not incapable of scoring touchdowns, but they, they just seem to let teams drive up the field with two minutes to play. Like, it's not like they're losing on last-minute touchdowns as a rule, but there's, there's just always a mid-range field goal that's allowable, I suppose. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're dead on there, actually, Max. Because when you do watch the charges, charges, and they do lose, it's always Herbert standing on the sideline watching a field goal go over. Right? It's not like the ball's in his hand; and he hasn't been able to get it done. So, yeah, I think that's the uh, that's the key there. Uh, the other news that would have affected uh, games uh, would have been uh, Ackers uh, was made inactive for uh, the Rams. Rumored to be on the trade block as well. I said this earlier in preseason, and I when when you drafted Ackers, I was like, "Dude, the Rams don't like Ackers." You did say that. Yep, no one likes them. 
No, you know, I feel sorry for the guy. Yeah. Well, he's just not what good looks like, you know? <laughs> That's, again, another famous quote said. <laughs> but, you know, he was, he, he he's of fantasy relevance because he was starting, you well, know, rostered in lots of teams up until. Well, has he, has he now been replaced by, I'm, I'm going to butcher this name, you guys are going to laugh. Is it, is it Karen? Is it Kieran Williams? How are we I saying it? It might be Kyron. Kyron. Yeah, look, you never know. You never know. We'll just call him Williams. That's fine. Let's call him Williams. Yeah. Yeah, like made it impossible for anyone to to not play him like like we did. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I think you're absolutely spot on there. I think the Rams have identified that like, hey, we've found our guy. Ackers is not it. And they've just made a move, you know, to either trade him or – it's one of those things you see from time to time when teams use two running backs and they're both yeah, you know, mid-range. When one of them gets injured, the the remaining running back is better than the two of them were put together and they just they just push themselves into that starting role. Now, funny that happened in uh in Madison's case. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was absolutely waiting for that. Oh man! Yeah, I think we I think we might be talking about about him later on uh, in the show, Aaron. When we're talking about uh, some of the elite elite guys, or maybe not elite guys, uh, not performing. Yeah, I don't think Madison will be, will be fitting into that category, but sure. And obviously, the biggest story, which I, I'm feeling very emotional about, because I was lucky enough, lucky enough to be in the stadium when it all went down. Aaron Rodgers, the New York Jet, is gone for the season. Achilles, I, I honestly, guys, like I've been, I've been lucky enough to go to two previous NFL games. I've been to lots of sporting events around the world. the The Monday night game, Jets versus Bills, was one of the best. The atmosphere and the noise that was created. But boy, that sucked out when when Rogers went down a eh, on the ground. There, there was some um, angry jets, you could say. I've been wanting to ask you about this because watching the game and seeing him go down, and there's watching it on TV, you didn't see his calf reverberate like the doctors online are talking about. When you're watching it, you just see him stand up and then sit down and sort of rock, holding his legs, and it it just seemed. The fact that it was kind of non-contact and he just sort of went a bit deadpan, it looked like he knew immediately that this was bad. Yes. I, like, I've been really wanting to know how quickly the crowd sort of cottoned on to the fact that not just he's down, not just he's injured, but this guy's gone for the season and you, like, we may never see his like again. Like, this might be the only three snaps he ever plays for the Jets. Well, the, the highlight for me from the crowd was that we were sitting uh, to one side of us was uh, Bills fans, and then the other was Jets fans. We were right, right in the middle there. And we had this very vocal guy, very vocal guy, um, who was uh, attending with his dad and I think another mate. Um, his dad numerous times told him to sit down and shut up because he's acting like an ass. Um, but my most favorite quote from this guy was as Rogers was getting carted off. He was standing up, screaming, screaming at the field. You gave us hope, Rogers. You gave us hope, and now what? <laughs> oh man! It was it was just this masterpiece of just. And then he and then he left, and I thought he went home. He came back. I don't know, maybe second half. So he must have just gone to the concourse and. Because he was wasted when he came back, Just but slamming tequilas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he was. Um, it was interesting with the Bills because the game never got out of hand. Like the Jets were always within striking range; they were never out of the game. How it ended, obviously, was just unbelievable as well. Like a walk off um, punt return touchdown. The, the the place went absolutely nuts when that happens. You know, without the expectation. The punt return touchdown from the like the darling of hard knocks. Yeah, like, right. Making the team. Yeah. yeah. 
just yeah it's the script writers have done pretty well for that for that opening week so just just on that the script writing thing how good are the script writing ads yeah yeah they've done really well with that right so good yeah so good but also apart from wanting Brees hall to be amazing i don't have any real affinity with the jets but the internet was amazing from the time it happened the internet just produced Gold. so many just little moments of glory of the the memes the 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 videos the jets guy pulling the fingers at the uh, at, at Zach Wilson after he threw the intercept and like and we talked about it and we're like oh, that'll be all over the internet tomorrow no 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 we're not waiting till tomorrow we got it now and this is what we're doing like oh man i had an absolute field day for like 24 <laughs> hours just like oh my god there's another aaron Rodgers meme it's so funny it was so so good yeah i mean the the, the internet gives i don't know aaron Rodgers lends himself to a good meme as well so i think that's well, uh, well, because this is the thing now to your comment before max he's going he's going to be back because he's starting he started listening to dolphins having sex <laughs> and apparently that helps. That's Wait. going to help heal his Achilles. The ocean creatures or Tyreek Hill? Oh. <laughs> oh, look, it only said dolphins. I assumed sea creatures, but now you've raised a valid question. Is he gone? Has he gone back into a yeah? A, he's like a black retreat. cave and yeah. to, to maybe the Miami Dolphins have sex. I don't know where to go with that. We'll do some research and confirm whether it's sea creatures or footballers. Okay, I think that'd be best. Moving on. But let's kick off with some of the uh, top four performers of the week um, and have a rough look at um, some, maybe some of the guys that we were uh, surprised about, some of the guys that we uh, are expecting from. And I think we started from, like we said, at the top of the show, that there was a bit of a bounce back this week for some of those non-performers. Looking uh, just quickly at the uh, the running back situation, um, again, Swift getting the job done. He's the uh, number two RB for the week. Aaron, you must be absolutely loving that. Look, I don't want to say that I'm some kind of fortune teller, but it's getting pretty hard to keep that under wraps. <laughs> as as the your other fantasy team shows, but you know that's okay. Yeah, Karen. Yeah, if you could if you could use your Nostradamus abilities to our benefit, ever. That'd be yeah. a real nice touch. No, no, uh, they haven't stuck for me so far. Yeah, look, I think uh, Gainwell wasn't there. Um, who'd played the first week? He was, he was out. So that obviously gave Swift more of a chance. And the Vikings could not stop the run. You mentioned in the preseason, Mike, that you think the Vikings managed to find some pieces on defense in the off season. I'm inclined to say you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. I was more yeah. inclined to say, could you tell us where they left them and then also <laughs> let the Vikings know where those pieces are? <laughs> yeah, look, I was, I'm was. i not overly disappointed losing. I'm now speaking on behalf of the Vikings. Uh, I'm not overly disappointed <laughs> losing to the Eagles uh, because they are a very good team. Um, I'm disappointed. I'm still disappointed that we lost to the Bucks. But in saying that, the Bucks have proven to be quite good this year. But moving on from uh, the the Vikings situation, please. Um, Barclay also perform- having a great day for the Giants. Um, he's. I don't know how I feel about Barclay. I I've, I haven't drafted him this year. I probably had the opportunity to, but maybe went past him for the sake of a better wide receiver. I always just feel like he hasn't quite lived up to his expectation as a, as a general elite running back. It's the injuries for me, right? Like when he gets injured, he gets injured. He was good last year, coming off a year where he was where he was out. Yeah, he plays for the Giants. That's that hasn't helped his case much. Yeah, that no. and that probably could be the main reason why I'm so low on him because of the Giants situation. Yeah. So I've got him in a league, and I, I watched as much as I could of that Giants game today, and. Daniel Jones ran in either one or two touchdowns. Saquon Barkley still had a, a really big day, but he'd have a much bigger day if he could ever score touchdowns. 
but that's sort of it. Daniel Jones gets inside the 10, gets under pressure and sort of sneaks out of the pocket and into the end zone. He's not using his running back down there. I I think like it was a uh, the Giants beating the the Cardinals. They needed to win, right? They needed to do something after last week. Like this was their kind of I don't know redemption game is probably a bit overstating it, but they needed to do something. And when they were twenty points to seven down, sorry, twenty seven seven down to the to the Cardinals, they must have just been like, here we go again. But I think that also speaks to how bad the Cardinals are, that they then coughed up that lead. Mm. Through the first three three or four quarters of the Giants, sorry, six quarters of the Giants' season, they were something like 67-7. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing to have that many points scored against you without scoring a point or, or, or by the time you scored your first point. Yeah. yeah. I think I'd text you guys in the chat going, this has to be a record. And, and sure enough, it was from 1976. The Baltimore, who was it? The Baltimore Colts, I think you said. Um, you know, it was the last time that sort of happened. It's, yeah. I didn't see the end of the Giants game. So, I, okay, I can't speak about it, but they they must have just flipped a switch, did they? They started chucking it up a bit. It, it almost got a bit chiefsy, where they just started finding all these hitherto undiscovered wide receivers for one or two critical catches at the end of the game. Well, good on them, I say. Good on them. Um, flipping over, talking about the the guys that uh, catch the long ball, let's have a look at some of these uh, top uh, wide receivers. Uh, Keenan Allen, uh, Mike Evans, and T. Higgins is, is currently leading the way. Uh, great to see T. Higgins uh, scoring points after a huge zero last week. Um, however, I, I would say I'm still a little bit worried about Burrows. We'll talk about him soon. Mike Evans, he's elite, isn't he? Well, I mean, he's got a quarterback that's the real deal, doesn't he? Is that is exactly? That what uh, that's that's exactly what I'm saying. You know, Baker Mayfield. He'll be loving Baker Mayfield compared to Brady. Who, who wouldn't? <laughs> Yeah, between DeAndre Swift and uh, Mike Evans going off this week, I've been eating a lot of humble pie. Um, you also failed to mention um, Nakua for the Rams. 21 points last week and 30 points this week. Like, Yeah, I was just waiting for someone else to say his name. Um, I've oh. been under <laughs> and you left it to me? Okay. Yeah, I know. I know. Of all people. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Back-to-back performances like that, the, the receptions, uh, well, the looks and the receptions that he's getting. Uh, Cooper Cup who? I mean, well, they, see, they now, found a new superstar now, here. Hang on. Hang on. I actually think, right, and yes, I drafted Cooper Cup in a league and I have to hold on to him for four weeks and that's all fine. But I think that helps Cooper Cup, right? Because now, who do, who do defences pick up? If if Nakua is open, the ball's going to cup and vice versa. Hopefully it goes more to cup. But, you know, I think I think it helps him. Like when he had Robert Woods to a lesser extent. You know, when he had when his best year was when, when Odell Beckham was there. I think it helps the Rams more than it helps Cooper Cup. I think I think Puka Nakua is or Puka Cup as people are calling him now, is filling the same the, almost the exact same role in that offense. He's running these sort of short to intermediate routes. He's the safety blanket. I think if, when Cooper Cup comes back, you you might, I don't think either of them put up the kind of numbers that Nakua's putting up. You couldn't right just now. give me something, could you? You couldn't You couldn't just let me have my little bit of hope. You had, to, you had to let me say it, and then you just had to spit on it. Aaron loved the narrative that was running around in his head. He was like, this is all yeah, right. I was like, yes, this is good. That's fantasy football, man. The stories you tell yourself to justify your decision. I've already predicted two things. So, you know, watch this space. Let's just, let's just two run things. It. I've predicted two things. What is what is surprising, and this is just this is obviously from the from the sleeper app. Eighty one percent rostered, and thirty three percent started. Yeah, I I imagine that will look a lot different next week. Oh, I totally agree. Uh, who do the Rams have next week? Anyone know off the top of the head? Uh, they have the Bengals. 
Ooh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Who aren't exactly setting the world alight, are they? No, I would have said that would have been a shootout two weeks ago, and now I really don't know what to think. In fact, I stand corrected. The only world they are setting alight is their own. Yes. And they're just... Like a Vietnamese monk. They're just burning it down. Um, looking quickly at just some of the top performers on the QB with the QBs, uh, great to see uh, Daniel Jones uh, currently top of the tree there and after the week two um, performance. Um, and uh, everyone's uh, favourite QB, Kirk Cousins. Uh, great performance everyone's? from him. So yeah, everyone's everyone's okay. Uh, okay. Three hundred sixty-four yards, four touchdowns. Uh, sure, there's a fumble lost in there, but you know who's not who's not picking up Kirk Cousins next week. Well, I I was going to suggest who else in the Vikings didn't fumble a ball, and um, <laughs> maybe maybe the Vikings should spend more time practicing picking up the ball. Wide receiver gloves all round, dude. It was. I mean. It was pretty ugly, right? That final scoreline really flattered the Vikings. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. That's what I was waiting for. I don't want to make this podcast all about me, but uh, I had a big day uh, that day in uh, in New York um, and didn't actually see the end of the game because I had too many drinks celebrating getting engaged. So uh, I didn't actually see the final. Um, I fell asleep in bed. Um, which is a good place to fall asleep, I have to say. But yeah, uh, I didn't actually see the game. So when I woke up in the morning to the the floor of um, what had happened. You've seen the final box score, but you haven't seen how it got there. You've just seen Kirk Cousins' four touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. And that, and the, for fantasy, that's all I care about. So valid. <laughs> it's valid. <laughs> Um, as far as some of the other performing uh, QBs uh, this week, it's uh, Josh Allen had a bounce back after a bit of a shaky start as well. That'll be a relief for the broader people. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. And the other one of note uh, for myself that I saw was um, Jared Goff. Uh, three touchdowns. I'm sure an interception there, about 320 yards. I mean, in Detroit Lions and Jared Goff are looking good. Oh, his interceptions did not look good. Oh, okay. Maybe I need to watch some more football. <laughs> yeah. His interceptions did not did not look good. And they looked pretty they looked you know, they were looking pretty good for that lead until the intercept that went for a pick six. Um that, yeah. Like oh, it, wait, yeah. they lost. Yeah, they lost. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. In o- in okay. overtime. Yes, that's but, right. Yeah, okay. but yeah. it was a ridiculous throw that that gave it away. Yeah, the other one that's he's sitting in kind of thirteenth, and I and I only watched the highlights, and I know I'm I'm ready for the barrage that is about to come. So that's fine. I'll get, I'll get comfortable then. Okay, go carry yeah. on. I I again I only watched the highlights, but. I was actually really impressed with CJ Stroud and the the kid can throw, man. He has an absolute sieve-like offensive line. Whenever he got a bit of time in the pocket, dude, he was picking out Nico Collins with just guided missiles. When that O-line just, just basically with their revolving door arms, he got smashed, but when they gave him a little bit of time, he was he was all over it, man. I, th- I thought it was good. I was positive. There were a, f- a few plays where it just felt like the, the O-line was ushering the pass rush. Yeah. <laughs> right. just, just this way, sir. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I'll take, I'll take your take coach. coach. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're just here to sack the quarterback. Ah, yes, very good choice, sir. Here you go. <laughs> and Nico Collins obviously benefited from that. Kid can throw. Just give him, a, give him a bit of time. It's not a fantasy thing, but it's a football thing. I think a lot of teams do themselves and their players a huge disservice when they draft rookie quarterbacks and think they're going to save the franchise and don't give them any protection. You're better off having a rock-solid O-line with a mid-range quarterback than the other way around. Brock Purdy is showing you what focusing on an offensive line instead of a quarterback looks like. Oh, Bacon Mayfield. He's the second coming of Tom Brady. Just is that 
<laughs> I just don't understand why you're so so down on him. He's performing. Literally, was literally just a hand grenade. I was like, you know what? He's a little bit quiet. Let's just toss that back in there. Um, no, but funny you say that because the other one was, and, and I have I have Justin Fields in, in one of my leagues, and I watched the highlights of that game. And that is a man who had a lot of protection to the point where he almost had too much protection and then didn't know what to do with it and wasn't great. The run game has stopped. He scored a rushing touchdown, but he didn't do much of it. And like he got to sit in the pocket for extended periods of time until the O-line was like, well, bro, if you're not going to do anything, we're just going to let these guys through. And he'd get, and then he'd get sacked. But he'd been standing there for, for ages. It was just, it was really interesting seeing the, the contrast between the two of them. Yeah. I mean, as a Packers fan, I'm more familiar with how they've been over the years than other teams. But I mean, that was one of those really obvious things for a long time is you had Brian Balaga and David Bakhtiari on either side of the Packers offensive line. And Aaron Rodgers could was draw himself up a playbook while he was waiting for his wide receivers to get open. And then he just put it where he wanted because he had that much time in the pocket. Max, you're uh, you're having a look at some of our uh, players of uh, note that did not score this week. Uh, again, I feel like, like I mentioned at the top of the show, there's points left on the bench. Um, what about some of those players that people would have played that really didn't come through? Who, who have you got for us? Well, um, so there are a few here. Um, I'll save a couple till last because they had a bit cl- close to home for us. But one that I'm... Uh, interested to hear you guys' thoughts on as to whether he's still going to be fantasy viable, particularly you, Aaron, is Damien Pierce, who put up five points against a pretty leaky Colts run defense today. I, I, I would be hitting the panic button on Damien Pierce pretty soon. That's the O line, right? You can't you can't get through it when there's <laughs> when the Colts defense is coming back at you the other way. You're just you're just one man. Uh, and yeah, it, it, it's not, it's not great. Like that, you know, yes, the Texans have made improvements, but the, the O-line is just shocking and that's not going to help Stroud. And that is definitely not going to help Pierce. So somehow we've managed to, I've, I've managed to have, um, Pierce in a couple of leagues and yeah, it'll be an interesting couple of weeks. Yeah, he's yet to break double digits on the year. And I don't know if it's going to be getting any easier. So, yeah, I was actually disappointed that they did. I actually thought they would beat the Colts. That was one of your preseason yeah. two wins, right? Yeah. We've got to find it from somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Good. next week against the Jags. Maybe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> I'm glad I could be of assistance. Yeah. Um, one of the running backs that I thought that uh, definitely underperformed was um, AJ Dillon after the news that um, Aaron Jones was yeah. out. But yeah, he, looking at it, just 6.8 points. I, was, I imagine there would have been a ton of fantasy managers that if AJ Dillon was available, they would have slotted him in and gone. I'm absolutely fine about that. Move on. But he's, the the Packers didn't get the run game going, or it went went somewhere else. I think. Well, yeah, that's that's like what we talked about. Often, when it's a timeshare and it goes down to one guy, he's better than the two were put together. And AJ Dillon somehow just threw that opportunity away. I can't explain it. They they gave him the ball enough in the first half. He got a couple of catches, but maybe Atlanta's good I hate to say it but that might be the only explanation yeah a bit of a question mark there I think we'll we'll keep on watching that for the rest of the season but yeah I'm not willing to commit to that type of level of uh, praise just yet for Atlanta to another team yeah yeah better than uh, a lot of a lot of teams who else uh, were you surprised about that uh, didn't perform uh, this week Max 
Well, as we start to get closer to home, Josh Jacobs has yet to set the world on fire. Mm. I think he's gone about nine points a week through two weeks. Mm. Are the Raiders bad? Yeah. Are you worried well, about that, Aaron? Yeah, I mean, if you look at if you look at the scores across the games, they were all pretty close, except for the Bills and the Raiders at thirty eight ten. I have heard a comment made that um, that there's concern around the fact that he, you know, is their lead back. He gets the highest touches out of everybody, you know, out of all the running backs in the league, and they're going to start managing that and stuff like that. But you still expect more than nine points from him, that's for sure. Could could I just read a little synopsis from the game? Jacobs rushed the ball nine times for negative two yards in Sunday's loss. Wow. Mm. That's atrocious. I hadn't realized that. I didn't see much of the game. Yeah. Yeah, that's not the stat line you want to be um, want to be waking up to. I mean, I'm surprised at the lack of carries for for starters. You'd be you'd be wanting to give Jacobs the ball more than 10 times at least, right? Well, that's that offense. Where else are you going? Devonte Adams in the passing game. Yeah. And then what? Yeah. Again, I didn't see much of that game, um, so I can't. Don't know if they got behind early and then had to resort to the throw game. Um, but yeah, that's it's not looking not looking good for Josh Jacobs. I've just I've just been sent this. This is from the ESPN Fantasy Football app, and and I'll it, it follows on from what we're talking about. And it's it, the caption is it's a tough day if you started any of these players in fantasy for week two, right? So I'll run through them and then I'll just give you a little stat. So the first one, DeAndre Hopkins. Second one, Kyle Pitts. The third one, Justin Fields. Jamar Chase. Mm. Calvin Ridley. Joshua Kelly. Damian Pierce. And Brees Hall. Now, I just read you eight names. I have three of those players <laughs> across my teams. Mm. A regular oracle you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to the point where I made a trade this week for Brees Hall. I got excited. Brees Hall, 0.9 points. I was going to compliment you because you traded away Josh Jacobs and I saw he did poorly, and then I went to see how Brees Hall had done on your team. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's right up there with calling a guy out for start, for starting Eckler and then you start Delvin Cook and he scores minus points. It's right up there. Starting Eckler would have been a better move than what you did. <laughs> I mean, who would do that, right? Honestly, that? That, 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 that's going to hurt me for a while. The the loss, losing by 0.24 hurts, but the idea that I got negative point three points from Dalvin Cook. Uh, just, Dalvin uh, Cook cost you the matchup? Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, pretty I much. Didn't yeah. That. Yeah, it's cost me the, yeah. I l I've lost by point two four and yeah, <laughs> negative yeah. You didn't uh, yeah, you guys didn't oh, realize. So yeah. good. Well, no, I mean, we haven't been paying yeah. quite as much attention as you, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's he's cost me it. Yeah. You would have been better off not starting a running back. A hundred percent, I would have been better just. A hundred and thirty-seven point two two to a hundred and thirty-seven point four six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it does say that you've still got a one percent chance. Yeah, it does. And hey, let's talk about those one percenters um, because. We, the Fantasy Tragics, ended up getting uh, the win last week. However, after the last uh, episode, um, we did have to put our kicker back in. Uh, we, uh, In the last episode, we were very uh, high that we had pulled our kicker to avoid getting any more points. But there was a stat correction. Um, the guy we were going up against uh, then ended up getting a few more points, which meant that we did have to put our kicker back in. But uh, all came up Millhouse, and uh, we got the win, and in fact, the most points in the league. So, um, yeah, pretty pretty good on that. 
there was a lot of soul searching and a lot of regret, uh, I would suggest, over the way we we uh, portrayed ourselves uh, <laughs> before that game uh, when we thought it was already won, all sorted, locked and loaded. <laughs> we beat you without even playing a kicker to the point we were like, uh-oh, we've made a terrible, terrible mistake. There, there were some nerves heading into that Monday night game. If there was any justice in the world, our kicker would have got minus one or two points. Yeah. Yeah, that would have that would have felt about right for the victory parade we took ourselves on. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, it's week two, um, week one, so we're we're one and zero. And uh, this week, I feel like we are potentially going to be taking an L. Is that fair to say from you guys? Yeah, I mean it's forty seven percent, fifty three percent. You know, we've been at one percent before and come back. So <laughs> this is true. It's not wrong this is true. This is true. Well, currently we, we're sitting on 89.68 points uh, and we're playing up against 74.18 points. They still have Chubb to play as well as the Muth, uh, Pat Frymuth, <laughs> and we've got Hayden Hurst. Uh, Number two yeah. tight end in fantasy last week. Yes. So we, we're needing a big game from him. I don't know. I, I'm not feeling – it comes down to Chubb, obviously. If Chubb goes huge, then we're – we're gone. Max, what I'm also looking at is where we've jumped, but potentially we picked up Kendrick Bourne after his great performance last week. He scored mm-hmm. us a massive 6.9. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were excited about Brees Hall and his performance last week, and he got us 0. 0.9. We've uh, we've got excited about Hurst, and, and I'm hoping that he's the one that breaks the spell of... Uh, of people that did well last week, but are rubbish this week. Well, bad things come in twos, right? That's what people say. That's that's exactly the quote. Yep. So we're good. I think we're, <laughs> don't, I mean, don't, I think, don't think too hard about it, Aaron. Oh, no, okay. no, no, just, <laughs> just let's talk about let's, it. Let's go. Let's go with it. Yeah, exactly. All right. We talked about it last week. We've got we've got some issues, and we need to we need to rectify those, and we need to get those oh. done pretty quickly. I think our biggest issue is that we left the two highest scoring running backs of the week on our bench. Yes. Yeah. But you know what this means? And this is where fantasy really gets me, is that we'll put those two guys in now. <laughs> yeah. And we'll be because we're chasing points and they won't and they won't score. And it'll be the the two guys that we drop. Like Josh Jacobs will come right next week and he'll be on our bench. Brees Hall will crack off another 80-yard yeah. run and Madison he'll be on our will bench. get more than 11, uh, 11 receiving yards and a fumble loss. Yeah, we're in a real unfortunate position with we've got a stable of running backs that we just don't know what to do with. Wrong. Wrong. Max has got breaking news. No, that's not breaking news. I've just got a strong opinion. We've got a bunch of running backs that we know we can put up points with. All we need to do is put the right one in. That's a luxurious <laughs> position. Gosh. Yes. I mean, we should just end the podcast on that. I mean, that's that's some great advice right there. You heard it here. here you heard it here first, folks. All you have to do is choose the right players <laughs> and put them in at the right time. I told you it was breaking news. I mean, news. you're not going to get advice like that from anywhere else. I'll tell you that for free. Don't go to the Yekalua podcast. Stay right here, guys. <laughs> no, 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 no. If you want advice that actually causes the whole podcast to stop and listen <laughs> to said advice, you've come to the right place. Just... That was, yeah, that's top-notch, that is. It is top-notch. We are going to drop Brees Hall for next week, though, aren't we? Who's he playing? You wash your mouth out. Okay, so here's my concern. Brees Hall is the national hero, and I won't hear, hear anything bad said about him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the problem I have with your Hall of Famer, Brees Hall. Okay, I mean, let's not jump the gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sit down. Oh, it's all right for you to make outlandish claims. <laughs> Based on evidence. Yeah, the Jets are playing the Patriots next week. Ugh, nope. 
Well, now, see, this is the thing. This And this is what has cost me in one of my leagues today. Well, it's one of the reasons. The Dolphins today against um, against the Patriots just they they just ran it. They did what they did what Philly did to the Vikings. It was more they didn't want to play to the Patriots' strengths by running it up the gut. So they're like the only way we're going to get through is by running it wide because that we also can't throw it to Tyreek. And I mean, they got a win. Fantasy wise, it wasn't great, but. The Dolphins got a, you know, the Dolphins got a win. So to the, you know, to the Jets with with Dalvin Cook and and Hall, do they do the same thing and and run it, not necessarily down their throats, but so I want to dwell on the Jets running back situation very quickly because I'm not sure what the lesson is from this week with the two Jets running backs combining for point six. Are the Jets a bad offense without Aaron Rodgers? Or are the Cowboys just it? And you need to draw a line under this and move on with your life. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm leaning towards the Cowboys. The hard bit is is that the, the Giants only played the Cardinals, right? And the Cardinals are trash. Are the, are the Cowboys the real deal? I mean, their defense certainly is the real deal, right? I don't think the the, the true Jets were seen yesterday based on who they were up against, right? I think, yeah, they came up against a bad, a real full-on matchup against the Cowboys, and we don't need to panic on the running back situation at, at the Jets. So we start Bruce Hall next week? No. <laughs> <laughs> we're not panicking. We're just not playing him. Yeah. Because he's not the right guy to put him. Because he's not the right guy to put him because of who he's playing. <laughs> I always have this thing when you like when a guy you know like a, a guy that no one's really looking at has a massive week. Like you're kind of like, okay, was that a one off, yes. or is he going to do it again? So when you look at when you look at Williams, you're like, okay, you know this week was cool, but are we are we doing it every week? You know that's. I think with Williams, we are. I've got, I've got more faith in that that's going to happen on the regular than than say, oh no, who, who is our other running back? Oh, Brian Robinson. Yeah, see, I predicted Brian Robinson to get 150 yards and two touchdowns in week one. He didn't do that. He, he did in week two, though, almost. Fantasy, man. It's hard. Well, we benched both of those guys because they were going up against real stout run defenses. Denver and San well, we Francisco. Well, we didn't bench Williams. We didn't. We picked mm. Williams up on on waivers, and we picked him up really late. But, sorry, we I, I mean we, did, him, we chose not to start them because they yeah, had really but, difficult matchups. But again, we were basing exactly. that like uh, he scored seventeen points last week, right? And so you're like, uh, let's see if he does it again. And I mean, he scored twenty eight. Mm. So. You know, and and now it looks like he's probably the guy, right, for the for the Rams. So yeah, I think I think you have to start him until Brees Hall starts scoring some regular points, and that whole situation with Dalvin Cook and stuff becomes a bit clearer. I think I think we have to. the well, The one for me is Robinson, right, because he's a good running back, and I mean, yeah, okay, he plays for a terrible team, but he when he's not getting shot, he scores points. Who you know? Who else have we got in there um, that we want to take out instead? Yeah, it'll be interesting. Depending on uh, what outcome happens today, where we sit on the waiver wire, uh, the chances of picking someone else up or making some play with that. Look, at, at the end of the day, we're fifteen point five points up. Uh, the guy we're going against has Chubb and Fromuth to play. We've got Hurst. Aaron, are we winning or not this week? No. Banks. Yes. The 15 points cancels Nick Chubb and Hurst beats Brian Muth. Do you know, what we're talking about, while we're, uh, we're just going back to the running backs, we're potentially talking about a situation where we replace Josh Jacobs and Brees Hall with Williams and Robinson. That's exactly what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Two weeks ago, not even a thing. 
Welcome to fantasy football. But th- this is also something that people should think about when they're trading, right? Because people reject trades based on you're trading me an undrafted player for someone I took in the second round. Damn right I am. Because the player you took in the second round is Garrett Wilson, who's getting passes from the worst quarterback in football, and he's not worth what he was when you drafted him two weeks ago. Like fantasy football changes so quickly. Are you speaking from experience with a recent trade rejection, Max? I haven't rejected any trades recently, Aaron. No, no, but have you had one rejected? No, 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 no. I'm actually... (laughs) With a look on your face, otherwise, but sure. I'm thinking about a certain wide receiver for the Houston Texans who who might be worth a Cooper Cup. I was uh, was just going to ask you to lay off the uh, the hate on uh, Garrett Wilson because I've actually got a trade out there because I've got him. (laughs) And I've offered a trade for Jordan Love. Um, and um, oh, give him waiting, his full name. Uh, future Hall of Famer, Jordan Love. Um, and I'm still waiting for a response on that. So uh, this whole bit might wow. be edited, to be honest. So. <laughs> we're two weeks in and we're trading away Gary Olsen for Jordan yeah, Love. Based purely on um, Aaron Rodgers. But in saying that, Gary Wilson actually did all right. He caught another big. Well, he got a huge touchdown, right? So that's that helps the the stats. But he was a good. He was a very usable wide receiver. So I don't know. I like the headline on um, on NFL dot com that says QB Zach Wilson after three intercept showing in Jets loss. I need to be better. Wow. Right, to uh, round things off for uh, for today, we've got a, a double header on Monday night, which is a, a nice little rarity. Um, Max, who's who's playing and do we care? Of course we care. Hayden Hurst has got to go off. Exactly. So you've got the Browns playing Pittsburgh in another divisional matchup, and you've got oh, another divisional matchup in the South, Carolina playing the Saints. And I just happen to be in New Orleans as we speak, and that's where I'm recording uh, today. Uh, unfortunately, they're not playing at home, otherwise I'd be going. No, I wouldn't. There's not a chance that I'd be allowed to go to two NFL games on this holiday, <laughs> but that's all right. Um, I'll be heading down to Bourbon Street to, uh, to catch uh, the action uh, for the Saints. Aaron, your hopes all lay on Najee to score some points to get uh, one of your fantasy wins this week. Yes, I need Najee to score 70 points. Yes. 70. Oh, 70. Yeah, okay, that's right. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, sorry, I forgot it was 70. So, yeah, that's, that's not looking uh, not looking great at all. Um, anything else for the week that you guys want to uh, wrap up with? Any gems that heading into next week? Oh, before we go, up the mighty was. Stop it. Up how the was. Up the mighty Fiji. Oh, how good. In case you haven't heard, Mike. Because um, they're probably 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 not big on the uh, on the news in uh, in the states at the moment. In the Rugby World Cup, uh, Fiji beat Australia this morning. Oh, for oh, the that's first music. time in sixty nine years. Nice, thank you. That's music to my ears. Uh, Eddie Jones will be rolling in his grave. So, He's so I watched the press conference on the news. It didn't lose so badly. He died. Yeah, he did, he didn't he did he didn't die. Um, but he was on the news at his press conference and he st- basically started it by by saying, oh, I guess all you guys want to have a go and just kick me while I'm down. I'm like, dude, you lost to Fiji. Like, <laughs> 100%, you, they should be having a go at you and you should be held accountable because you've made poor selection decisions. The, the, the game in your country is at an all-time low and, uh, yeah, you deserve to be ripped to shreds. Thank you very much. Yeah. You can't, yeah, you can't go on the attack as a coach after a performance like that, can you? No, no. You know who else uh, is a winner? Ryan Fox, two point six million dollars. How's that for a? How's that for a good day in the office? Awesome. Won won the uh, BMW Championship, I think it was. Is that the right? Yeah, yeah. That's so good. And he's pretty Um, much punched his tour card for the US circuit. Oh, gets really? To go back to the Masters. Yeah. Yep, yep. That's fantastic. Uh, um, Liam Lawson. Oh, Liam Lawson. 
getting out points. qualifying Max Verstappen out and then getting points. Max Verstappen. And then the points. That was the best F1 race this year, hands Easy. down. Easy. Hands down. And I'm not usually a Singapore fan, um, but man, that was that was gripping, gripping stuff. Yeah. It was George great. Russell just driving into the wall four corners <laughs> before the final, like before going over the finish line, just drove into the wall. The commentator was like, oh, he's run out of room. Y- yep, that's one way to describe it. <laughs> he, he certainly has run out of room. And then the Waz. I mean, man, I did not expect that. I expected a tough game. Newcastle won f- 14 in a row? Oh, it's something, something like I think it's double digits. I don't know how high yeah. it is. Part of me that was like, you know what? It was, a, it was a tough game against Penrith. Like, maybe they struggle. Because um, they have, you know, to be fair, they've lost some games at home that they, you know, during the season that they that they shouldn't have lost. Well, they sort of limped into the, into the postseason, to be honest. Yeah. Like, we've had a really, really good season. And then we had the loss to Penrith. Before that, we lost the last game to the Dolphins. We scraped a few wins against bottom eight teams on the way in. And yeah. it's the inverse of the way the Knights have been playing. They've been beating top eight teams for weeks just to qualify. Yeah, yeah. I thought that, that we were going to... like We were sitting... I was lucky enough to get tickets and go. And we were sitting behind the posts. And I was fully expecting to see drop goals coming over in the back half of the game. Blew them away. I, I did enjoy the comment from um, from one of the commentators in the first two minutes about Sean Johnson. He doesn't seem to be playing as freely as he normally does as he, like, puts this just lovely pass through and we and we cross over. I'm like, God, I wish he, I wish he played, you know, this unfree normally. And poorly, just, yeah. yeah. Just tore them to shreds. Now I, and now I've, I, I think, um, I think we, I think we got a chance against against the Broncos. We've played them once this year. They beat us by four points. And we played the baby Broncos. Yes, and we should have. That's one of the games that we played at home. We should have won. It was in Napier, and there was that streaker that stopped play for like ten minutes. It was a weird game. Numerous streakers. We're clutching at straws now, aren't we? Okay. We're creating a narrative here. But <laughs> but what a difference a week makes though, right? Whereas last week it was oh the Warriors lost. Oh the All Blacks lost. Israel Adesanya lost. Like it was just like this is terrible. And now this week you're like, now we good now. <laughs> We're back on it. Back on it. Fantastic. All good boys. Thanks again for uh, this week and uh, we'll catch you again next week. Always a pleasure.